Hey, what's good, what brother? Up? Can you hear me? What's happening, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? Doing well, man. Holding up. Can't complain. Here we go, bro. How's LA treating you, dude? Man, LA is cool, man. It's beautiful, man. Um, you know, out here, uh, I'm in the valley, so, you know, I'm a little bit north of LA and uh, in the suburbs with the kids, laying low, man, learning every day, dealing with them every day. So, but it's cool. It's cool. Hell yeah, dude. No, I appreciate the energy, bro. And I've been wanting to do this interview for a minute, you know, since I found your music. And uh, you know, like I said, being an Oregonian myself, bro, it's like I'm always looking for uh, people near me, like uh, geographically, because I feel like Oregon just we don't get enough props for the, the MCs we have. So um, I just want to say thank oh, you for coming sure, on the show. Sure. You know, it's real. Of course, man. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. Get out oh, of here. Real. There's my kid right there. Oh, right, that's no, awesome, man. man. Thank you for having me, man. That's just dope. Um, it's 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 man. It's just it's beautiful, man. To just to just tap in with people that's super tapped into the scene and what's going on. You know what I mean? Like I'm actually like um, I'm actually originally I'm from Lancaster, California, and so I'm not like I'm not technically from Oregon, but man, like it's definitely home to me. It, it started my music out. It started my fan base out. It gave me the foundation and the platform to get where I'm at now, man. And without Portland, like I wouldn't be shit. So. I appreciate it, man. So anything I can do to give back, I'm with it. Well, that, that, that's crazy, bro, because, like, you see, you bring up Lancaster, California. I'm familiar with Lancaster because I've been there a few times. My girlfriend's dad lives there. You know what I mean? I, I know that area, too, bro. It's like, you know what's crazy? I live in Salem. We have a street called Lancaster. So it's like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's a trip because... Salem is like is a uh, we're like an hour away from Portland, so Portland to me like is always like the hub for music. And I know that right. just your content, like as many like albums you've dropped, you have a beautiful discography. And uh, I just wanted to ask you, do you remember the first song you wrote and uh, just what what it to what the content was? Oh man, I believe the first. So when I first started writing, you know, like I had no like. I had no understanding or like, I didn't understand like the concept of like 16 bars, eight bars, a chorus, a bridge. Like I didn't know any of that. So I know my first one I wrote was just like hella freestyles over like ninth wonder instrumentals and shit like that. <laughs> but I think the first song I ever wrote was this like, it's called time machine. <laughs> and for my first song, like it was a decent song. Like I'm not, not proud of it, but like now looking back, of course, like I feel like I'm so much better and it was like lightweight corny, but it was like about like all the, it was like, it was like going through like love shit from like the fifties all the way to like the present basically at the time. So like, yeah, it was like this corny song about like driving movies and like, uh, shit that you do in the 70s and like shit like that, yeah. But that was the first one I wrote, bro. I remember it, yeah, dude. Low key, that kind of sounds fire. I don't know if that's corny, bro. Like, that's that's pretty creative. No, like, it's, I don't know if that's corny. That sounds if, fire, though. If I revamp I it, if I revamp it, I think I can make it dope, <laughs> but yeah, bro. Like, honestly, yeah, at the time, though, looking back at like the lyric, well, you gotta look at it like it was like you know, like I, I don't think I was like you just not as polished. So you're just like putting words together. You're trying to go bar for bar and like you're hoping that shit is tight. But <laughs> you're looking back at it now, you're like, damn, that shit wasn't that tight. But it's cool, though. It's, it's totally different. And um, like just making music, like how has your writing process adapted, you know, just from each project? Like let's say from the beginning um, up to now, like, like for instance, on Keeping It Hesh, like what, what do you think uh, your writing process was for that project? And how do you think it differs from certain projects that you've done? Ooh, 
so like Pretty Hesh was like, I was just kind of coming into myself, like really figuring myself out as a musician, you know, and like an artist. Um, that was like the first, that was like one of the first projects I did where like, there was a lot of catchy choruses and like it had skunk nugs and it had like, uh, I was kind of figuring out the balance between like crowd participation and, 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 you know, just rapping all the time. And, um, that was dope. So pretty hash was, um, that was dope because like I said, I was finding myself in my groove and how to do stuff. I think the only difference between now and pretty hash is, uh i think i think i'm i'm so comfortable in saying what i want to say in in the harmonies of choruses uh in like the continuity of the songs and i think also i write down a lot less now so back then i would like listen to a beat and write every bar in my phone like bar for bar okay like one bar boom next bar boom third bar boom now Bro, I, I listen, I, I, I write verses in my head and I probably won't put it in my phone or write the note until I'm like one or two bars away from being done. Okay. So that's how I do it. So me picking beats is a bitch because people have to understand, like, I, I, I don't do it like Lil Wayne. Like, I don't just get in the studio and write. I don't do that. I like get in the car or on my phone or on a jog or in the shower. I'm listening to a beat hundreds of times over and over and over again and i'm writing shit in my head and then finally when i almost got the whole thing done i write it all down so that's kind of like the process that's how the process has changed it was crazy wow wow so like was that a gradual process or i'm, I'm not going to say overnight but was it something that you just kind of had this revelation and i'm just you just went with i'm because I remember this this story you're telling me, it reminds me of Jay-Z in his book, Decoded. He talked about how he was able to memorize his raps and he couldn't because he was running out of paper bags to write on. So was yeah. it out of necessity? Like, ah, oh, shit, I don't have paper on me. I don't have my phone or... You, you know what? No, it, it actually wasn't. It was, um, it was, it was growing, like you said, it was growing as an artist and it was a gradual process, but I got so comfortable um, in my flow, I didn't want to write it down because I knew it would get robotic, you know, like, then it was like, okay, well now I got to go, uh, 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 instead of being like, and then I come back and write it down. You know what I mean? Like, so writing, it made me kind of get robotic. So like, I listen to my old shit now and I'm like, damn, like I was really trying to make that rhyme. <laughs> and like nowadays I'm just like, okay, this is a lot easier, a lot smoother, you know, like, so yeah, man. So I think that's how it kind of came about. You know, it gets, it gets, when, when you're just going off the top of the head, your flow can just go crazy because I feel like the instincts are expressing exactly how you want to say it. Well, so now you got how you want to say it. Now you got to put the words to it and say what you want to say. Well, man, thank you. And that's the perfect segue for my next question because I want to ask you, there's a, let me see, I'm pulling up, yeah, the song Fragments off your Hotel Happy Hour EP. Uh, you have this yes. fire line, dude. This line is super fire. And uh, th this has been in my head. Labels get a hold of you when they know you're fire. And I had arachnophobia before I was a spider. And that shit to me was wild when I heard that shit. Just like, I heard that and I was like, yeah. Because if you listen to the track, you know, everything you said, it makes sense. Like the da da da, just flowing into it because the instrumental man like you um the, the chords you pick everything with the music i like i like the vibe and i want to ask you um what, what who 
influences your production and, and the musicality behind what you do? Um, man, you know what? I've, I've, I've worked, I don't work with many producers and I think that helps, you know, um, they know me, I know them. And, you know, like every, almost every producer that I work with, which is only a handful of them, you know, producers make beats all day long. They make different types of beats. They make different styles of beats, blah, blah, blah. But I've built a relationship and I think a style with the people that I work with that when my producers call me, they're like, hey, I have a beat for you. You're going to want it. I'll send it to you. Instead of being like, hey, bro, like, uh, let me know if you like this. Let me know if you like this. It's like, no. Like, when my niggas hit me, it's like, hey, fam, I got one for you today. I know I ain't hit you in a month, but I know this one's for you. You know, so it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. And uh, my buddy Jesse... Uh, we were having a argue, we were having a conversation when this new freshman double XL cipher just came out. Blah blah blah. blah. And it, I I want to I want to be open and honest because I, I know this is a podcast and I can cuss and shit, right? No, oh, dude, do you? You can do whatever. Like oh, so I got yeah. I got drink, yeah. smoke, whatever, so bro. I want to be honest. Yeah, hell yeah. Like I try to keep it cool. I really do. I swear to God, I try to keep it cool. I try to play it cool. I try to do my thing. But I do get frustrated at times, and I don't tell people a lot. You know, I don't, I, 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 about music, about the direction it goes. And I try not to be a bitter bitch about it, but I get bitter sometimes. And I have to like, just like, 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 like display my aggression to my homie sometimes. So, um, we were having a conversation about the freshman cypher. And I was like, you know what, bro? Listen to me. I was drunk as fuck. I was like, don't say I make hip hop anymore. Like, I don't want to sit, don't, don't say I make hip hop. I don't want to be in that genre. Don't say I'm a rapper. Don't call me none of that, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, what do you want me to say? Like, when I tell people, like, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know what? Tell them I make scotch music. Hey. And that, to, to, answer, to answer your question, bro, that's, that is, I think that is the, is the, is the, is the genre that I'm going for when you said like what 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 influences the music and like the chords I choose and like just everything bro like I'm a laid-back cat I, I smoke cigars I drink scotch I like sports I play FIFA I smoke weed I do that I'm, a, I'm more so on the chill side so yeah man like it's just it's just scotch rap that's where the whole hotel happy hour thing actually came from you know you thinking like yo you're at the hotel bar you just kind of kicking in some elevator music in the back and you just chilling so <laughs> And that's the thing too. When I when I listened to the Hotel Happy Hour EP, I did get that vibe. Like it's it's like it puts me in like the same mode when um like like when I just want to like it's it's thinking music, but it's also like some shit that you can drive to and just roll to, vibe to. And it's like that's oh, the yes. thing, man. Like even just going through your discography, what I appreciate is you know musicality. I can I can hear the influence of uh, jazz and stuff. I hear even Outkast yeah. influence and like just like oh, really yes. dope, just like the best MCing you know around and um what I do like is you're not sacrificing your lyricism and everything. And like, I, it's really dope to hear about your writing process because uh, everybody's different. Everybody has their own thing. And um, I, I just shit to get, to get to this next one. Like, what do you think? Do you think that there's a struggle uh, for a lot of artists like to maintain lyrical integrity nowadays? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. For sure. Um, you right now we are at a point where you have to make it i mean you got to make a decision as to what you want what you want your legacy to be how you want people to portray you you know like it, it, it's a it's, it's it's a tough tough situation man. and especially you know um 
especially with a guy like like somebody in my position who's like you said i have a, i have a discography I, I pride myself on putting out a project a year at least since i've started for the last nine years so i try to put projects out and i try to drop a lot of music and music changes in those times so you hit a crossroads where it's like do you want to stay true or do you want to try to make some money <laughs> do you want to try to get your shit licensed do you want to be in a different crowd do you like what do you want to do and i think you know since i've started bro i've seen a lot of people quit and don't make music anymore i've seen a lot of people change their whole music i've seen a lot of people give up you know i've seen a lot of people sell their soul to get to new places and new heights and i think it's just how it, it, it it's just how you want to be how you want to be looked at bro and 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 can you look at yourself in the mirror you know like that's how i look at it now and it's you know like we we live in an internet age we live we live in a social media age we we have screen recorders on our phone so every time i i, I every time i get out the stool or i'm putting together a project go hey my nigga like this is forever <laughs> are you okay with that and I and I just and I just stick with what I do, man, and what I know, and 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 I'm, I'm happy to be back independent and, and and not have changed or sold my soul or nothing like that because every day, like I can look in the mirror and be happy <laughs> and know that I did it the way I wanted to do it, and that, I think that's the most beautiful feeling, the most beautiful feeling. Well, real shit, brother, and um, too, like thank you for like. Like going on saying all that because like too many people are afraid of like the honesty of it where, yeah, it's, it's the, the realism is you do have to look yourself in the mirror and money. It's like, it's like money doesn't bring like that fucking that um, acceptance. And I wanted to ask you like seeing how independence has become much more, much more powerful nowadays, much more streamlined through technology uh, do you feel like labels are just pretty much finished from here on out because they're unnecessary? I, I think I think labels are going to be next to crash. Yeah, definitely, bro. Like I, I feel like I feel like labels will only be able to li live off live off niggas that don't want to put the work in. That's all it is. That's all it is. I mean, I'm guilty of it. You know, with my last label, like. I was doing amazing independently. I was I was growing constantly. I was doing my thing, but I jumped on the label because I I I thought it would speed up my process, you know. And really, you know, I appreciate the label. I learned a lot. I did a lot of things that would have took me a, a long time to do: pressing vinyl being on Discover Weekly and big Spotify playlisting shit that I got through them. And I appreciate them. And I appreciate the business side of things that I learned while I was with them. Um, but it's also stuff that I know I would have learned by myself. And everything that I want to achieve, I achieved it. And I love what Nipsey Hussle said when he said, you know, when you're going independent, you're going against the grain, you may got to work a little harder and it may take a little longer, but it'll happen. And that would be my message to everybody right now that's doing music independently. Just keep fucking going, dog. On your own. Make sure you make sure you collecting your money. Make sure you're not splitting it with nobody. Make sure make sure everything is right. And if you last message to anybody out there, if you have a meeting with a label this week, do not sign with them unless 
that deal changes your life immediately. <laughs> that day, if you if you if you sitting down at lunch tomorrow with a label at one o'clock and they offer you a contract, that means your life has changed at two o'clock. <laughs> don't don't do anything else. Otherwise, man, stick your nose in the ground, bro, and grind, and don't don't breathe in, in, until you're ready. So that would be it. Well, well, that shit's really powerful too because we do live in that time where um, I th- I think a lot of artists they they get signed, um, and they don't, I they get taken advantage of. Frankly, you know, I heard uh, like for instance, Megan The Stallion that like her everything that went down, they had to get Rock Nation management involved. That right. that kind of stuff is so concerning. Where you have somebody who uh you know has helped build their own brand, take it. She took a long time, you know, right. and to see like a label, like for instance, 300 Entertainment is notorious for being terrible to the artists, like Young Thug, et cetera, et cetera. So I want to ask you, um, what is your take on just developing marketing strategies independently? Because I think that's one thing independent artists struggle with the most. Right. Well, you know, the thing is also, so what, what one thing I got to say before I tap into that is you have to understand that that the biggest thing that somebody wants some people call it your idea some people call it your it whatever it is no it's that you're fucking cool to people you're fucking cool and you can't put a price on cool cool is a special special motherfucking thing when you're cool you don't need to share that with anybody and that's what labels are after. Labels want to say, hey, bro, listen, you're so fucking cool. You're doing shit so dope on your own and independently. Let me throw some money away so I can get a percentage of how fucking cool you are. That's all it is. That's all it is. And what sucks is going back to what you said about the marketing strategies and figuring out shit, ways to be, ways to make your cool shit that you do huge. That's the tear. Because sometimes it's a financial problem. Sometimes uh, it, it's a demographic problem. Sometimes it, it, could be, it could be a million problems. So what you have to do is grind to build a budget, to build a team, to build a fan base or whatever it is, and find out little pockets that, make, that, that can make you easy to reach, make you marketable, and make those people that you already have spread the word on its own so that you don't, because that's, that's what the money does with labels. It just, they just put money into things that, 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 that help you expand, but you can do it with your own. Like my fan base right now, bro, we're going to do it on our own. We're going to figure out a way just us, whoever fucking with me right now, we will, we will figure out a way to get me to where I need to go. That's the thing. Well, because real shit, at the end of the day, I'm a believer that the grassroots level is very powerful, you know. And when you have a message that connects, like everything you're saying, man, I listen to your music. I think I connect with it just on the level of like, yeah, I feel you, like Scotch music, like just some shit you can just chill to, drive to, just just be in the zone with. And I think I think that's why a lot of people go to music and hip-hop specifically. And when you have a business that comes in, and a lot of the times, yeah, the reality is they're racist. They don't give a fuck. They're going to be screwing over these artists, and, and they're going to take everything. Most of, pretty much a heavy percentage, major labels. I'm not going to talk about 
any i because I, there are cool indie labels i respect you know i respect a lot sure. of indie labels but um as far as the major labels man it, it's tough for me to find hope within those grounds but um yeah f- furthermore though like uh to, to, to branch away from this i want to ask you uh if what what song would you play for somebody who has never heard your music before and why Ooh. oh oh <laughs> i had to go to um, yeah right um i would hate to say this but i mean it would probably be six beers just because it covers all avenues um i think it covers you know it it, it it's a beat that just gets you moving no matter what you're into um great baseline great production by my boy lefty did it of course um and then lyrically it's really good and then chorus wise it's super catchy okay so i feel like that would be the first one um I would love to how I how I, I think how I would how I would do it if I had the choice. Um, I would ask somebody who they're into first. Hey, are you into? Because some people are like, hey, I like you know what I mean. Uh, I like Outkast. I like um, EPMD. I like uh, I, I, I I like you know what I mean. Like it's, it's crazy. Like everybody, I like Far Side. Okay, for sure. I got one of those for you. <laughs> but you know, if somebody's like, and you get, to, oh, I like Mac Miller. Okay, well, you should listen to this. Oh, I like, this. you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. I like Fair to Give. Okay, I got one of those too. So uh, it's hard, man. But I, 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 I really appreciate when people say I have a lot of range. I think that's a really cool attribute to have. People are like, oh, bro, like I listen to all your music and it's so rangy. Like some things are really different than others and blah, blah, blah. But you definitely have something for everybody. And that was something that I set out to do when I first started making music. Because I told people, like, when people would ask me, why do you want to make music? I would always tell people, like, I want to make music because I feel like I'm a genuine person that has genuine shit to say that people will relate to. So I want to make music for, for you when you're sad. I want to make music when you for you when you want to get high. I want to make music for you when you want to fuck. And I want to make music for you when you want to party. You know what I mean? So that was always a goal. And so it seems like, uh, yeah, so it's weird, man. It's weird. Well, I think the most genuine artists people just tend to gravitate to. I mean, off top, like I could think of like Devin the Dude. You know what I mean? Like people gravitate to his music for for those reasons, just – just like somebody who's just down to earth. And I think that's like the thing where it's okay. And too, like you can get in your bag, you can talk shit, brag. And like, that's the thing. It's, it's cool to be an MC. It's cool to do that shit too. There's nothing wrong with either. Yeah. And it's, that's what's dope about embracing everything that you are as a human. It's like, we're not, we're not one dimensional. You know what I mean? And I don't think music right. should have to reflect sure. that, you know? Wow. And sure. And too, like, do you feel like in between each project, um, before you really get down to the recording, do you have a process where you conceptualize the album? Do you think of, okay, this is the kind of production I want to go with, this is the theme or storyline, or, or or do you just go into it, just start making music, and then you flesh it out as you go? Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it actually it varies. Like, it changes. Like, for Hotel Happy Hour, like, it was a short EP, and I knew I wanted to – get back out there on my own let everybody know like I'm, I'm 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 back independent and i'm just on my i'm on my i'm on my vintage mic shit i guess you could say <laughs> so um i had two of those beats and i was like yo i want an ep that sounds like these two so i want to do two more like this so that one was kind of just all planned out um my last part like cult beauty do i made like 20 something songs and we picked the best ones and did that whole thing but 
you know, um, it's so hard these days to do the old school concept album or the whole like, oh, I want one person to produce this whole thing. I want it to be about this and be about that. Just because this generation doesn't give you the time and they just, they just, the, the, the attention span is so short. You know, like people are like, oh my gosh, Hotel Happy Hour is a classic. Oh my God, this is one of the best EPs, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck, dude, a four track EP that I just put together. I wish I would have known this a long time ago. <laughs> I could have I made it look like I dropped a lot more music. But <laughs> so it's crazy, man. It's crazy trying to figure out what's going on, what people are like. Um, every time I make an album, when I say this is going to be the favorite song, like this is the one people are going to love, it never is. <laughs> like people like some total other one. So it's just crazy, man. It's a funny game, man. And I think, I think one thing that this generation does have figured out is you have to just drop content, just drop music, and the rest will figure itself out. Well, and, and you know, too, and on that account, I completely agree. But it, I, it's tough, yeah, because I see both ends where I like to listen to like shorter songs. I like to hear singles and EPs. I love that. But for me, it's tough because I, I do appreciate about what I appreciate about your catalog is. If I listen to your album, I feel like the fluidity of the album is going to be good and the transitions and the sequencing works. Like, I'm a big fan of sequencing. So sometimes I'll listen to an album just to hear how, how it is sequenced. Like, oh, does this bleed into this track well? So when I hear your music, right. I, I think that's the thing that really pulls me into a project. Like, oh, wow, the sequencing, the music is here. And I do get what you mean. Like, like exactly what you said, where you say um, you think it's going to be the biggest song that people are going to love, but it, it never is. It's always some uh, some other song that you think is yeah. weird or some shit like, ah, people won't be doing this, but it's always that one. <laughs> yeah. Real shit. The realest yeah. shit, bro. It's so fucking frustrating. It's so frustrating. <laughs> Trying to plot your single out. You're like, all right, <laughs> which one are we going yeah. with today? You, you shoot the right. video, you do it all, but it, it's tough. Like, <sighs> Never the one. But man, can I like? Is there um? Are there songs like that you've recorded for your albums that you've like really uh, like you you just like I like I know I do too. I I record some shit. I get really attached to it, and it might be really dope. But maybe it just doesn't fit. Like you have tracks like that, like laying around. You know what? I used to, I used to, and then um, one of my good friends, man, Dewan, he was he 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 broke it down to me, man, so cold. He was like, bro, you are really fucking dope at making music. And I was like, man, bro, I appreciate it. Thank you. He was like, why the fuck do you holster songs? Like, why do you do that? Well, I'm like, and I'm like, oh, bro, just, you know, for the right time. I don't know. Maybe this will be popping in the summer. Maybe this will be. Well. He's like, no. Nigga, stop doing that. He was like, anything you make, he's like, I'll tell you. And this is one of the realest niggas I've ever been around. Mm -hmm. And you have to keep real niggas around you when you make music. So that you don't make no bullshit. <laughs> so you don't fucking sell your soul. And he was like, bro, listen. Everything you make, you make for a reason. So put it out. He's like, are you scared you can't make another one? What's, what's the problem? He's like, you need to shoot every fucking shot you got. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. And, bro, that was probably a little after Pretty Hash. Uh... And yeah, bro, I just stopped. Uh, yeah, I just stopped doing that. I just completely stopped doing that. So what I did for Cold Beauty was, go ahead. So what I did for Cold Beauty was, like I told you, like I made a lot of songs for Cold Beauty. 
But when Cold Beauty first dropped, it had 13 songs. But I wasn't going to waste the other ones. So I dropped the deluxe edition two months later. Like, I'm like, I'm not doing that, bro. Like, we putting it out. We made it for a reason. Drop that shit. So it's a thing, man. It's a thing. But I, I definitely think, like, as a as a musician, you know, like, you understand it. It's like, we don't, we don't draw inspiration for no reason. So I feel like there's a reason why you made that song. There's a reason why you made that chorus. Yeah, maybe you don't like how it sits in the mix or you want to get it mastered or you want to do better dubs or something like that. But use that shit because you made it for a reason. That's some advice that a lot of artists should take home with them because it's it really is like intellectual property is like gold and you don't really know what's gonna what's gonna rush to people. You know, it's and that's the thing like like for me, when I come across music, it's kind of like when I fuck with an artist, I want to go through the catalog. I even want to hear their old old shit. Like when maybe right. they were just like, yeah, when they were just learning. It's like I wanted to hear it all because like shit, I was listening to like some of Nas's like lost tapes. I listened to Eminem's old Infinite shit. Like it's it's because like to me like that shit it it's dope in its own right. It, it may not have made the album, but it's still dope. Like exactly, exactly, exactly. yeah, exactly. It's just like and then my boy Carson, he always told me like when he used to send me folders of beats and I'd be like, he sent me five beats. And I'm like, oh, bro, I'm just going to take this one. My bad. Like, I'm sorry, bro. But he's like, bro, don't ever apologize. He's like, bro, I made this beat for a reason. And I promise you there's a rapper out there that will buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just not for you, yeah. but I'm not going to scratch it. I'm not going to throw it away. I'm not going to trash it. Yeah. He's like, it'll just go in a folder that you didn't want. And it's just like, it's so real, man. We, 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 we are a gift in itself. Like I said, we are the cool. Like somebody appreciates that shit, no matter what. So do it. Do it. It's, it's true too, because people, I see this strong gravitation. I think it's funny. I was talking to my friend Louie and he was saying that uh, he, he was even, he was recounting a conversation he had with his brother and his brother said that boom bap was going to be coming back around 2021, 20, 2022. And it's funny because the more I think about it, it's just, I, I don't think he's wrong. I just think like shit naturally shifts. Oh. It's so real, bro. It's so real. Look at Griselda. Griselda's taking over the world. And that Ooh. shit's like gritty, grimy hip hop shit. Like it's real crazy. Grimy. Like young, yeah, like young white kids are fucking with Griselda. It's crazy. <laughs> But my boy Tim always said something really cool, bro. He, he he really did. And I forgot what the third thing was, but he was said, oh, he always said, like, true, true culture. Things that are truly part of the culture will never die. They'll always come back around. He was like, he was like, it goes for this. He like, it goes for like street art, like street art, graffiti, like that shit will always be around. People will always do that shit. He was like, skateboarding. Motherfuckers will always skate. It may be different. People may have different styles or different ways they shoot videos or whatever it is, but skateboarding will never die. And the last thing is boom bap hip hop. Mm -hmm. Boom bap hip hop will never die. Like getting on a dirty, grimy beat with dirty drums and saying the most witty shit in the world, that's not going to (laughs) die. It may may fizzle out. People may may step away for a bit, but not going to die, bro. Not gonna die. No, especially too. You know, Griselda. Griselda is a prime example because, um, yeah, they've been able to keep it true to themselves. And you see Benny the Butcher; he's out here doing his thing, dropping records. Right. And it's like, I, I one thing. It's like I appreciate the aspect of um authenticity. And it's like when I found your music and I saw your music videos and everything, I just think 
too, like, I mean, I'm biased because, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you're from the city and shit, and I just naturally I got to show love. But, like, outside of that, man, you could have been from Houston. You could have been from Detroit or fucking Canada. I still would have fucked the music because it is what it is. Like, it's like music is music to me. And it's like, it's just some real shit. And, and the, the track, uh, Kushberry Pancakes, bro, that shit is fire. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kushberry Pancakes, man. How did I want to ask you a couple? How did that come together? And just, like, what? When did you start smoking and everything, brother? Oh, shit, bro. I started smoking when I was, like, 16. Oh, shit. Oh, like, 16, 17. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I started smoking when I was, like, 16, 17. But I was doing, I was living, <laughs> bro, I, I was living a wild life at the time when I was making pretty hash. I was I was doing a lot of shit. <laughs> and um, Cushberry Pancakes came from, bro, I was, I was drinking a lot of lean when I was making pretty hash and that was definitely like a huge thing at the time. And so it was just like the whole, the whole, my, the, the, I would wake up, smoke weed, eat breakfast, write music, smoke weed and wait for my homie to come through and pull up lean. And it just went hand in hand. I'm like, bro, Cushberry syrup, like pancakes, I'm like, bro, I gotta make this song. <laughs> like, and it all just came together. Like, it was crazy. So, but yeah, bro, that's how it all came about. But I quit drinking syrup like six months after the project. So that was good shit. Too. At least, yeah, you kicked that habit, brother. I'm happy you're doing good. But fuck, man, Thanks. like, yeah, bro. It's like, so by the way, I forgot to ask you this. What does a, was he keeping it hesh, keep it hesh, was that inspired by the movie Hesher by chance? No, no, bro. That's just like, that's just like, my homies at skate taught me that shit. So that shit's yeah. pretty ill, though. The skate lingo. Uh -huh. um, by the way, I want to ask you too. Like, uh, so, oh shit! Since you're into skating, uh, like, do you ever watch a uh, Thrasher, like the Thrasher shit, King of the Road on YouTube by chance? Oh, bro, my buddy Tim always puts me on that shit, bro. Always. Oh. Oh, Tim put me on that way, way back years and years ago, bro. So like, I was, I've always just been like a super fan of skating, and it's super difficult. And I didn't get to skate like I wanted to, like, growing up because I was an athlete. And my dad was like, yo, if you get hurt on that fucking skateboard, like, blah, blah, blah. So I was, like, the nigga, like, at the skate park, chilling, like, go, you know what I mean? Drink a Gatorade and be with, <laughs> you know, be by the hoes and shit and just watch my <laughs> niggas do their thing. But, yeah, bro, like, um, just love it, man. I love, I love, I loved the fact that, I feel like all my skate homies, A, were just the most genuine people I grew up with. And also how deep, like, they were into, they were the ones that kind of, like, kept me away from commercial music when it was most important. Like, that age of, like, fucking 10 to 14, like, I was, mm -hmm. like, at the skate park, like, banging, like, Wu-Tang forever and uh, the shit that they were into and, like, all that. Like, so they, they that, that culture, those cultures crossed and it was just dope. Shit, and dude, that's fucking ill. I'm happy that like we fucking bring this up because I think skateboarding and hip hop are so fucking intertwined. It's it's a it's amazing because it's like, fuck. It's just it, at the end of the day, it's bullshit. It's just street culture. It, it's it's like fucking. It's free. It's free expression. Like, man. Like, I mean, some of the skaters I came up. It's like everyone, like Paul Rodriguez, uh, Terry Kennedy, Antoine Dixon. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah. They're killers. Like, just like watching these dudes skate. Uh, there are some crazy new cats I've been watching on YouTube, but. There's even a BMX. This is dude, Nigel. Nigel Sylvester. This kid is cr not kid. He's older than me, but he's ill. Like, fuck, man. Right. It's a wild game bro, out here. 
Yeah, man, it's wild, but it's crazy because they're all in the hip hop. And when you watch like the underground dirty skate videos, it was always like these dope ass instrumentals or like MF Doom and all types of like crazy ass shit that was super gritty and grimy and just boom bappy as fuck. That shit's always super tight. Yeah, always super tight. And I felt like they never like that, not never, but like it was never like no super, super hype shit. It was always like some scotch rap type beats. It was dope. It's what, but but it's like that's the thing. Like they were able just to facilitate the energy and the, like that. I I don't know. Like and plus it just mixed well with the background of skating because they would like mix the audio. You could still hear the skaters talking shit. I just think those beats. Right. Some it just it sounds so good audibly. I don't know what it is, man. Dope, <laughs> just bro. It's fucking dope, bro. This is dope it's shit. Dope. It's dope. What are some of your your favorite like weed movies coming up? I mean, like, did you watch How High and like How How High coming up? Of course, Friday. Oh yeah. Um, of course, Friday. Um, how high? Um, what else was big for me growing up, dude? Let me think. Friday, how high? Those were pretty much the big ones. Uh, because like I guess like when 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 the when the whole stoner. Well, my parents watched Cheech and Chong. Of course, I don't remember those that well, but I remember like being around when they were playing. Um, yeah, man, like it's so weird because when weed was really coming in and like being accepted and it was just cracking, it was like I was like a little bit older already, like the whole like Pineapple Express and Knocked Up and like, uh, you know, when people were just like smoking weed and shit like that. Like, yeah, it was a little bit later. Uh, but I feel like I'm missing stuff. I don't know, but I'm I'm missing something. But I don't know. But I was always is it half baked? Sure. Half baked. Half baked was fire. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. Half baked was good. Game Chappelle did half baked was tight. Um, God, I feel like I'm missing something. But yeah, man, like all those, those were just part of it, dude. It was just part of it. So yeah. it wasn't hard to be introduced to weed once you once you were once you were part of that little generation. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, you weed? I'm in. So it was dope. Yeah, it was easy for me. <laughs> I'm with it. Um, yeah. I was like one of those athletes like where you didn't have to twist my arm. I like wasn't like, oh, no, nah, bro. Like, I'm like on the basketball team. I'm like, no, nah, let me try it. <laughs> yeah, I was with it. I was with it for sure. Okay. So, my, it might yeah. enhance my performance. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, Hey, bro, listen. I'm a, I'm a firm believer, bro. I'm a firm believer. Like, I never played. Like, I never. I, I, yeah, bro. I, I played high. Practice high. Uh, it, it, it's all up here, baby. I feel like it strengthens all the, the, the spidey senses. So, I'm with that. Shit, man. High percentage. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> For real, bro. For real. Exactly. What, 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 what sports were you playing back in the day? Um. So, in high school, I went from bat- I went from football to basketball to track yeah i was like in there yeah i was in there in there i was i was i was wild yeah which one was your favorite to play my favorite to play was basketball i was the best at football that's and then you know like i got a scholarship to south dakota and i played football there and that's how it all started yeah so oh shit yeah i was definitely the best at basketball i was i mean basketball was my favorite it's just like i feel like basketball like the intensity in high school of it it's so different. Like everybody's at the games, they're right on the court, they're yelling and hollering, niggas can see your face, bitches can see your face, like you just right there in the mix. So it was just dope. Yeah, it was dope. But yeah. Football was my shit too though. Yeah. Track I fucking hated, but I had to do it to just 
exercise and get faster and stronger and all that shit. But I fucking hated track. Track was so shitty. So shitty. Well, I can imagine it could probably be monotonous because you're doing like this. You're doing a lot of explosive movement, but you're doing yeah, yeah it, just the same track and shit over and over. Bro, it's so repetitive. And like, I, I don't get me wrong. I love the meets, but like track and football are very similar. It's like you come to practice, you do the same fucking thing for a week, and then you go out and you display all your shit. But track is just like, there's nothing. There's no ball. There's no playing catch. There's no offense, no defense. It's just you running your ass off so my heart i admired i admire people that run track i admire tennis 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 players swimmers all that shit that's just you fuck you're amazing <laughs> for real bro like yeah well the cardiovascular intensity of that shit man like like i'm not it's it's fucking nutty bro um bro it's it's insane insane and like they would just like whatever event you ran so it's like oh i ran the 400 so instead of running the 400 our our coach would be like all right let's just run 10 500s <laughs> you're like what the fuck like this is insane yeah it was just it was just yeah it was bad it was bad, it was bad. man this fucking guy he's <laughs> it's bad but but it all paid off it all worked out in the end yeah man and it teaches you work ethic and, and hella integrity so it was dope <laughs> No, I'm I'm a firm believer too that sports are great for developing character, man. And um, yeah, like yeah, no matter what it, what it is, man. Like football, I love basketball. I played basketball in uh in middle school. I, I still like to shoot to this day. I never did track. I, I can I can sprint, but it's like I'd rather do some long distance running because I feel like I could put in headphones and vibe and shit. You know, I like to listen right. to music when I run. Just get in the zone and just get it. Get it, dude. Get it. I, I want to ask you. Do you um what what kind of like. If if you had the chance like to work with any producer, any rapper, any just anybody ever, any singer, like who would you work with and why? Oh my gosh, any ever. Um if I had to pick one ever, it would be Bro, I guess I, I. I mean, I guess as of right now, I mean, right off the top of my head, it'd be Mac Miller. God bless. Mac Miller for sure, bro. Yeah, for sure. Like, he was just a huge influence to me. Um, uh, I love his style. I love his sound. I love his production. He's just a fucking genius. And I think that 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 sound in his mind and 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 what we're both on as people, that would have just been like a dope. That would have been that would have been like a dope a dope collab, dope marriage or whatever. Yeah, whatever project would have came out of that would have been crazy. So, no, I can already picture that. Uh, yeah, yeah, think, man, that's something. That's just yeah, that shit's crazy. Well, man, especially when I think about the sonics of Macadelic and uh, and even his his more recent works. I heard swimming and circles. I cried listening to circles. No shit. I was like, what the fuck? Like this is amazing. Like, bro, bro. you feel me? Like I and it took me so long. I just wasn't ready to listen. It took me time <laughs> too. Yeah. So it's uh that was that was a tough one, man. So just yeah, him, like you said, like just his sound, uh, his, his the lyrical content, like what he talks about. Like I just I just get it. I get it. Yeah, it, it's just a very open thing. The human, this the humanistic side that Mac Miller displayed. The honesty. I mean, right. shit. I listened to Faces, and he was dropping lines off of that that are like shit to this day. It's like, like that's a slept on project. That project is crazy. You know? Yes. 
Hell yes. Hell yes, bro. It's he's just insane. He's just insane. Ever since Macadelic, I just was like, yo, I think he's just unfuckwittable. He's just crazy. <laughs> oh, shit, bro. Like, he just proved that. I think Mac Miller proved that, you know, he could spit with the best of them. I mean, like, the man, like, he worked with Sean Price, too. God bless his soul, too. Like, it's like everybody, Mac Miller was always just one with hip-hop, always for the culture, and he never did anything that wasn't, you know what I mean? He just always had a good spirit about him, and it's like no one to this day like, the only person who has ever taught bad at Matt Miller was Gold Link, and he was on some fuck shit. So it's like, it's like that right. was like real shit. You know what I mean? And that but, shit got nipped in the ass so quick. <laughs> For real. That shit, that shit got nipped in the ass quickly. For real, dude. Out of, out of bounds. Yeah, so. Yeah, man. For real, man. But, um, too, like, oh, so, growing up, like, do you have any specific, like, art artwork that you like? Like, by saying that, do you, like, do you, are you into cartoon? Like, did you have a cartoon you like to watch growing up that influenced your musicality? You know what? I don't. I don't know about a specific cartoon, but just like, um, God, I love Doug. <laughs> I used to watch Doug like a motherfucker. <laughs> I used to watch hella Doug. Um, fucking the Rugrats, of course. Oh shit. Love um, that. Yeah, and then of course you got like your Hey Arnold's and shit like that. But I think if I was going to use some artwork from a cartoon, it'd probably be Hey Arnold. Oh. <laughs> like, I could definitely see like me having like a cover as like yeah, as like a Hey Arnold character, like some shit like that for sure. Like for sure, for sure. Hey, hey Arnold was the shit because um I don't know like that cartoon. So those like there are certain cartoons that hold up, even Recess that like that show holds you, up too. They're timeless. They're just timeless. timeless. They're to- it's timeless shit. It's crazy. Timeless, man. And um, I wanted to ask you coming to this, like, do you think that there's like a, a new renaissance that is going on with art in general? I mean, I see it in, in media and culture. And I think a lot of it is due to just the way society has changed lately due to COVID-19, um, the recent killing of George Floyd. And before that, like, like I said, that is just a straw that broke the camel's back. But, um, I just want to ask you, do you feel like that there was a new artistic renaissance and what is your outlook on the current social climate going on in uh, America today? Bro, you know, what's crazy. Like I, I just think there's just a whole different, I think there's just a whole renaissance going on period, mm-hmm. you know, with the social climate, like you said. Um, I think, um, I, I, I think, I think, it, I think it's time. Um, I'm loving like the unity I'm seeing. I love it. Like seeing white people in the streets protesting, seeing white people, black people, just seeing everybody together. It's crazy. The numbers that are together and trying to just trying to establish some type of change, even if it's a little one. Like, I think that's amazing. And like, I think with the artistic side of it, you know, um, now, now it's time for us to take our artistic side and impact the world and bring us together even more blow that shit out of proportion you know what i mean but do it don't don't mind it don't hold back and i'm somebody who's never been into that type of shit i always have kind of like you know stay try to stay out the way keep it at music blah blah blah. but now even me being over that type of shit you know it's kind of crazy like I'm willing to, to 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 use to use what's going on right now, um, and 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 and, 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 and it with my music so that that shit that shit 
it creates more awareness. Anything I could do now. And I think it's a big part for me because of my fan base. I have a lot of people. I have a lot of fans from the South. I have a lot of fans from the Midwest. I have a lot of fans that I could probably say are Trump supporters. I have a lot of fans that probably wear back the blue shirts or all lives matter shit. And, and it's, it's very, that shit's, that shit's, that shit sucks at times. It really, really does. But I'm the type of person that I'm not going to, I'm not going to be negative about it. I'm not going to throw it in the face. I'm going to try to help those people understand. I think that's the biggest thing that we can do right now. Let's take like, let's take all this fucked up shit that's going on. Try to grab those people that I call, I say are lost. <laughs> and let's try to educate them. Let's try. Let's, let's, let's continue to step on the gas. Um, with this situation, I mean, obviously, I'm, like, expressing political views and shit like that, which I don't really do. But, like, with this situation, um, I don't know how to say this. I know a lot of people could take it wrong. But I think, I think since Trump is president and there's nothing that I can do about it, I think, I think it's a dope thing. I think it's dope. I think it's dope that Trump got elected president because a lot of fucked up shit is coming to the light. A lot of fucked up, fucked up shit is coming to the light. A lot of fucked up people, a lot of fucked up things that's going on in our government, a lot of fucked up things that's going on in our, in our, in our justice department and the police and shit like that. It's all coming to light and it's bringing a lot of people together. And no matter what people say, it's time. And I'm with it because there's gonna be there was gonna be this time anyway, and shit's gonna get a lot fucking worse before it gets better. Mm. And I'd rather let's just nip it in the butt now. Like I think this is it. I think this shit is important, even if it doesn't change in my lifetime, bro. I have kids. I got kids, and I need I need I need I need change to happen. I need it, and they need it. We all need it. And I don't know how to express it without getting too deep in it, but. Um, I just want everybody to stay strong, stay positive, stay safe, stay vigilant, and stay together. Stay together, stay together, stay together, and educate people, educate people, educate people. Look at ignorance as an opportunity to educate someone. Don't look at it as hate. Don't look at it as shit like that. Look at it as an opportunity. Like I tell people all the time, like I'm the type of nigga that if I saw the Grand Wizard of the KKK in a coffee shop, I would ask to talk to him. Bro, like, talk to me, my nigga. Like, I want to talk to you so I can understand. Like, I'm that type See of person. Like, let's talk. And if it, if it doesn't go anywhere, I just I just need to know. I want to know wh how you're so fucked up. I, I want to know. And I want to just try to shed a little bit of light, if I can. And that's that's what I'm on. People call it positive. People say, oh, you being too nice. It's having a third. We got to get through somehow. And and right now, that's, that's my way. So I don't know, bro. <laughs> Well, I do respect the idea of somebody just saying, I'm going to pick, even though I disagree with this person strongly, even though I hate what their, what their message is, to say, though, I'm going to try to reach out and explain my perspective diplomatically, it shows a maturity that I think can be reciprocated 
that if if the atmosphere is right and if it's created to be such you know and that's the thing i think the reason there is a lot of disruption just whether whatever whether it's political racial is because i think that there's a lack of communication between people and uh, there is ignorance involved you know and it's, and it's just crazy and and to me i think music you know when you opened up about saying yeah some of my fans are trump supporters like that's honest as fuck because it's like yeah, and I, I get what you mean, and there isn't anything wrong with that because even though, like, for instance, like I disagree with Trump, maybe I, I I don't support him, but I can't judge anybody or say, oh, you're this and that. If you do, it's kind of like it, it, I feel like if I put somebody into a box, it's not okay because you know you could be you could vote for anybody and be the worst person. You could vote for anybody and be the best person, and I think what right. what people need to come down to is like, okay, who is the best person and what's the morally right thing to do? You know, I, I think right. that's like the true. That's the true, like, fundamental thing. So true. Exactly. That's so true, bro. That's so true. And that's why That's why that question you asked me was so tough, and I decided to open up about so it. Okay. Usually I'm just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, ah. But, yeah, no, nah, bro, it's time. It's time. It's, it's time for even niggas like me to stand up and say it, bro. Like, it's real shit. It's time. But I think, I think even though all the fucked up shit going on, man, I think it's beautiful because shit's – because we need it. Yeah, we need, we need a change in – it's like whatever there is a lot of chaos, I think that a lot of change and evolution does come about, especially for our sure. society. You know what I mean? I think I hope sure. people walk away respecting their elders more, you know, and that caring for their elders and such. You know, there's a lot of things that I hope people come out of this, like thinking about more. Right. Exactly. Well, even if it, even if it sparks a bunch of little changes, I'll take it. Like, I'll take it. Any change, so. brother. Man, it's been awesome. I just want to say thank you, man, like coming on this show and everything. It means a lot to me, bro, because it's like, you know, to me, like, like I said, like you, you're like a, you're, you're a solidified motherfucker, and like this is a, like I said, this is like a pretty organic platform. I just appreciate you coming on here, like to shoot the shit. And I know, like that question is one of those questions. Like I was like, all right, like I, I don't know how I'm gonna present this. Like, you know what I mean, like I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate you getting me out of my shell, man. Thank you for having me, bro. This shit's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, man. And and like I said, uh, you know, we're gonna have to talk more. I'm gonna be moving to LA soon. Like, we'll do something in person eventually. Get I, me, bro. I, we'll get some coffee or something, bro. Chop it up. Get a podcast going. Get some scotch it. and a cigar. Hey. And get it going, bro. Let's do it, man. Let's do it, man. Because it's tough, yeah. Because it's like it's 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 for me. Like, I like to just talk to people who are genuine and just who make dope shit. And like. Just separation, man. You're, you're just a good dude, and uh, I'm just happy I had the chance to, to do this with you. And just, I just want people like I don't know, man. I just I, whenever I find a dope MC, I'm like, man, like I think they need to have an interview. Like people need to go, like people need to see their opinions on shit because I know it's only gonna like you know, boot, it's only gonna make that like the music stronger because it's like when you the person you can get behind them. And uh, man, I just appreciate you. And and before I go, um. I want to ask you, like, do you have a do you have a message uh, to the youth that you want to put out, and uh, you can plug whatever you want to plug? Oh, for sure, man. Listen, listen. Um, uh, it's at Mike Bogan, M Y K E B O G A N on all social medias, man. Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, everything, man. If you haven't if you haven't heard of me, man, please go check my shit out. Um, start from scratch, <laughs> start all the way from the back, man, and, and, and sell long South Dakota all the way up to my, my latest shit that I dropped about a month ago, Hotel Happy Hour, man, the EP. Um, and, uh, listen, man, I just want to tell everybody, always be yourself. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid of that. Embrace that. Um, give your respect first. Say excuse me, open doors, pull out chairs and, uh, smoke weed and play FIFA, man. Stay out hey. the way. 
And that's 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 all that is, man. That's all that is, man. Be good to people, man. Be a good person. That's that that's all I can say, man. That's that's how I sign off at all my shows, everything, man. Be a good person no matter what. Love the people that love you and be a good person. So oh, thank yeah. you, bro. Thank you for this. Thank you. What's up, brother? Bless up. And hell yeah, man. No, thank you. Like, uh, I look forward to working with you more. And uh, like I said, I make music myself. So hopefully we can get some shows cracking. I'm trying to do some shit, organize some shit when I get down there. Maybe even some street performances, bro. Like, just get, just because it's like, man, it's like we need, like, I, I know a few other people from Portland down in LA that need to get on this shit. So it's like. Bro, I'll put you in the right circles, bro. I'm down here. So just get here. Underground hey. hip hop, bro. We're here. All right, brother. All right. Hey, everyone, th thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Mike Bogan, I appreciate you, brother. God bless you. And uh, I'll be keeping in touch with you, my man. All day, my man. You take care. Thank you. All right. Take care. Salute.